Hello everybody, and welcome back to Nerds of Legend. Uh, I'm Ben, next to me is Joel. Melissa will be joining us shortly. That cute little bundle of joy in Joel's arms is Elizabeth. She's just hanging out. And then below me is Brendan. Oh, well, maybe not joy. Maybe not joy. <laughs> Audible joy. Well, Vocal she joy. got her vaccines today. So oh, so she's in mm. pants. Yes, so part of her is happy, but her legs are not. Mm. Mom did pretty well with the shots, as far as mom can do with shots. Yeah, but I just changed her diaper, so she's upset because her little legs got moved. Ah. Yeah, she hates it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, we're back. Thanks for uh, bearing with us during our week off. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the book Hounded by Kevin Hearn. Uh, this was Joel's pick, I believe. It's part a of the random shot in the dark. Yeah, by the uh, part of the Iron Druid Chronicles. Um, I don't really have any housekeeping uh, this at the start of this episode. So, Joel, since it was your pick, do you want to give a little uh, plot synopsis here? Um, absolutely. We follow um, a, the, a druid who's named as Atticus. Uh, and he is 2,100 years old, yet he looks 21 years old. He mm. lives in... What is... Tempe, Arizona. I don't... Not if you do it as... Oh, not if you do it as, like, a rich... He did it as, like, a rich, like, trust fund kid. But, yeah. He lives in Tempe, Arizona. And he is the only druid that is currently still alive. Yep. Uh, practicing druid. And being a druid, he is kind of understated in what people think he's capable of. Um, and the story, which we're going to discuss, so the details will come out a little bit more. Um, in Tempe, he encounters a coven of witches, all Polish. Um, he comes to blows with a god who has found, who has uh, haunted him for 2,100 years and has very awkward interactions with uh, the Celtic death goddess, the Morrigan. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... Don't it's forget very... the goddess of the hunt, Flittish, as well as some werewolves, vampires. Yeah, uh... his, his lawyer is a werewolf in the daytime, and a vampire at night is a firm run by two supernatural creatures yeah. who are... Um, the werewolf is and the vampire are both Nordic. Yep. Um, and there's a running joke that everybody hates Thor. Yep. It's like, all I know is everybody seems to hate Thor. Yep. <laughs> or no, they don't hate him. They just think he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. And um, you don't find it out in this book, but you find out in the second book, which uh, I am reading, that the reason why is because Thor is dumb and believes the prophecy of Ragnarok. And so, though they're being... Many, many, many versions of Thor. The OG original Thor believes he is unable to be killed and so therefore goes around bullying everybody because he thinks he can only die in Ragnarok. Mm. Yep. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, starting out, uh, there's not a whole lot to the story. The plot of the story is rather cut and dry. Mm -hmm. uh, for 2,000 years, uh, Angus Lowe, the Celtic god of love, who's actually a manipulative dick, is upset with Atticus for taking a sword he believes to be his. Um, the Morrigan, who hates Angus, decides she's going to keep Atticus alive because it's really cool that he keeps pissing off Angus. Yep. Long story short, a bunch of machinations come into it, they fight, and Atticus ends up killing Angus. And everybody's like, holy shit, he's really strong. That's the that's the plot of the story, in the uh, in a nutshell. Now the characters of the story are what really kind of drive the story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a particular fan with the way that that uh, Kevin Heron paints his world. Mm -hmm. um, particularly, I'm a really big fan of the widow the widow O'Malley that lives next door. The the horny it's old like, Irish lady. <laughs> yeah, that's like dirty old drunk. Who's just like super happy with the fact that Atticus is this like this chiseled looking talks, Irish talks lad. in Gaelic to her. <laughs> yeah, and he'll talk Gaelic to her. 
Uh, he'll drink whiskey in the morning and won't judge that she goes to church a little mellow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I like he paints the stories and is even quite... willing to bear, hide a body for Atticus in her yes. backyard. Yes, you, you beheaded yeah. somebody. Oh, well, he was British. Oh, okay, I'll help. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, because, because her late husband was killed during the troubles by the British. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just it's very interesting um, how the, the world is very unique and very well painted. Like, there's a lot of people that are. Are, are you going to be in this or? No. Right. Bingley wants to Hold be on. in it. Carry on. I need to remove a dog who thinks this is playtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hearn uh, lived in Arizona. He, he's very familiar with the ASU campus. Um, he makes it very evident in the book. There's a lot of uh, references to the surrounding area. He knows a lot streets. of the landmarks. Yeah. Streets, locations. Landmarks. Individual yeah. streets, locations. He talks as if he's had to deal with the co-eds on campus before. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's an intimate knowledge of, of, of the stupidity of of, of stoner co-eds and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I almost wonder it, if he ran an occult bookshop off campus. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. But um, you're thinking he does. Like, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I like. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, it's it's not as on the nose as maybe like Ready Player One, where it's like, here's how much of a nerd I am. Here's all this nerd cred. You know, he's he's not that on the nose with being from Arizona, but it's very very obvious that he knows the area intimately, and it it, it lends credence. It lends a lot of authenticity. It reminds me of like a a World of Darkness source book. Yeah, because like there's Vampire the Masquerade Chicago and that yeah. sort of thing. It it's it felt like um it reminded me a lot of the TV show Lost Girl. If you've ever watched oh my God. that, Lost Girl is such a good show. I kept trying to. That's exactly what I thought too. It was like, yeah, if they yeah. Rhoda drew it into Lost Girl. It would have made sense. For those at home, if if you've seen it or or if you haven't, the show Lost Girl, kind of Buffy esque, but more like but adults. You know, they're not in high school or anything. A lot more, lot more banging, and nobody well, made a sex robot. Yeah, the protagonist is a succubus, so it's very, it's very, it's horny, it's hornier. Buffy, if, if you can imagine. There's not a lot of sex in it, but there, it is very, it is very horny. Like there's a lot of mojo libido flying around, as yeah. opposed to just going at it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's her. Her mojo is her libido. So, yeah. but uh, but yeah, this book had a lot of similarities. Um, it's it reminds me of like my D20 modern campaigns in in college. It's magic is very pervasive in the modern world. It's just right under your nose if you know yeah. where to look but for it. You can find subtle. it. Oh yeah. That yeah, was sure. what I loved is with the druid and like he had, he was incredibly powerful, but the fact the the kicker in this one that I thought was neat is a lot of these characters that are very magical, like usually have this like billowing aura or like you can feel it as they walk in the room and all that shit, you know, like the waves of magical energy, you hear shit like that. Um, this guy didn't, he just, he would dump it all back in the earth and he would pick it back up. It was weird how often he kept, getting his ass kicked. And I was thinking of Dresden, the Dresden files, which are just, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a feel of like how Harry Dresden's constantly patching himself up, except instead yeah. of a spell or bandages, he's just stripping butt naked and laying in the dirt, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was, he's yeah. like, ah, like I just read his part in one of the next books where he's like, and I got hurt again. I guess I'm sleeping in the rain naked in the backyard. And <laughs> it's just, if I had a dollar for, for every time he's like, I threw my sandals off. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's when it's like it's like the freaking, you know, it's like the gloves coming off. You're like, all right, it's time. It's time to throw down. Oh, the, the druid sandals are coming off. Yeah. But it was it like I liked the part where he's the the like the bindings of Angus Lowe and the when he uh, kind of possessed yeah. the police officers. Yeah. And instead of it being a big magical blowout, the lawyer's like, hold on. <laughs> Arizona statute 1433B states. And he just like this setup for what could be like this epic blowout just turned out to be like this legalese battle. And then like, let's check out the tape. And then, I and feel- then Angus, and then Angus throws a, and then Angus Oak throws like a tantrum and shoots him. <laughs> yep. I, like proxy. It did. They had a very um. They had a very interesting um. 
issue. It's a very it's like. Um, I think I think what what I liked about it was like. I mean, it's, this isn't the first time someone's been like, "Oh, the gods are around and and stuff," and they're they're just like people or whatever. Uh, but I think, you know, like American Gods did it. But I think, which I don't know if this is contemporary to or like post, like Neil Gaiman writing American Gods. Oh, it would have been it would have been post because I think post. it started like oh four twenty eleven maybe yeah. And yeah. what I like about it well, is like he didn't just do the same thing Neil Gaiman did. He like wrote his own sort of like thing, you know. Like he didn't just like he didn't just retread the same ground that that Gaiman did. He just he 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 built his own world, you know, similar mm-hmm. you know similar sort of background, but he did it his own way and. I think me and Brennan were talking about this this book the other day, and it, Bre- the, um, Bre- Brennan was like messaging me as he was listening to it, and I was like, "Same worry. audiobook. yeah, no, yeah, we like, had the same I audio." Like, book. I was like, "Don't worry." He's like, "He's like, man, this guy's so cocky. He's annoying. Like everybody talks the same." And I was like, "Just," I was like, "I was like, just wait, Brennan. Just wait. Just he wait. gets some. <laughs> he gets it back." Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we had the same audiobook, so I was sort of just like live reacting as I was listening to it. And I'm like, man, this Angus O guy, like they're saying all, all these gods are supremely powerful, uh, emotional children. Uh, why doesn't he just take over somebody with a gun? And then that happens. I'm like, why does he just send more people with more guns? And it's like, well, that happens. And so it's just sort of yeah. uh, it followed a really a really logical path of like supernatural supreme beings. Also can get trying complacent. to like keep it on the down low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to keep it on the down low, maybe complacent or maybe ham-fisted uh, because of their own self-inflated egos or, or yeah. what have you. But they they learn and play catch-up, much like Atticus did. And um, there's a lot of very logical, very realistic, I guess if you can use that word, um, approaches to the confines of magical law that that hearns you know hearns sets up i'm yeah. um, like oh bodies well we better cast a glamour we yeah. better hide all this yeah oh well i mean better flip on my my magic you know ultraviolet specs and yeah. and see through glamours and oh well, better have some charms leaf, these witches are shifty leaf call the ghouls again <laughs> yep call the ghouls i do like the cleanup for the ghoul cleanup crew yeah yeah it, it reminds me of a, of a comic called button man where it's like it's British modern day gladiators in the eighties who are just like people out of work that fight each other, you know, for money. And, um, every time one of them dies is feed them to, to this one guy's pig farm. And it's like the biggest, the biggest hogs you've ever seen. Cause they just make the a body. disappear. People. Yeah. 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 They make a body disappear in minutes and it's like the ghouls up, oh, nothing left. Yeah. Well, did like, so I was thinking about you, Ben, when I was listening to it, because a lot of it did seem and granted, he is 21, you know, 100 years old, yeah. whatever. But, like, a lot of it did seem very convenient and, like, very, yeah. like, what, I don't know what Mary stopped that of Mary. It's Larry Stew or Gary Stew. Gary or, Stew. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, um, like you, how did you feel about that? So I was worried about it when I was first listening to the book. Um, that that was, like, sort of, like, the path that was going to get walked. But then as the book sort of progressed, it was like, no, like he was like, he got, he didn't like, it wasn't like everything fell in his lap. You know, he got his ass kicked multiple times. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Uh, You know, he got, um, he got, you know, outsmarted multiple times. He recovered from it, but like, and also, you know, his powers have limits and a lot of like, what I liked about it was like it, he wasn't just some like one man army. Like if he would have gone in there like Gary Stu like and he and one man armied it, like he would have gotten killed. But he was like because he'd fostered relationships, you know, with the werewolf pack, with this other witch, with this, you know, with Flittish, with the Morrigan, who like, turned out that, to be kind of like hedging her bets. Like yeah, the guys were shit. Yeah, and this every one of them was crooked as hell. Well, that was the whole point. They're fae. Like, yeah, they're 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 tricky. Like they all kind of like basically were like, like I can't actively come out and help you, but I can maybe do a thing to tip the scales a little bit for you, but I can't openly do anything. 
But so like that's you know, like I I I was very worried, Missy, that it was going to turn into that. But because he like kept, you know, like he was getting help from people, and he recognizes that, and he mm. like knows the limits of his powers. He doesn't like, you know, there's no like all of a sudden MacGuffin that makes him like unstoppable or whatever. Like he like when he when he negotiated for Granuel to to uh yeah. He was he was actually she's she's bound to this she's of the vessel of this witch and who's very powerful and he kept mm-hmm. saying to her, She's like, I wanna be your your student and he's like, Yeah, druids kinda suck. You know, like yeah. you should be a witch. Witches can do all kinds of shit. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, but And he had like all of these like things was like if she says this, then she's out. And then she said the opposite. He's like, fuck. And then she's like, yeah. if she says this this question, then she's out. And then she's like, the opposite. He's like, fuck. <laughs> you can tell this character. What I do like is it makes it sound like he kind of like swung his dick around for like the first 500 to 1,000 years yeah. of his life. Like just just being like, no, it could hurt me. And then he just got owned, it sounded like. And then he yeah. sounded like he's, he got started getting screwed over left, right, and center and became the most paranoid person yeah. ever. Like, he is he is scary. He is paranoid of everything. He, I don't know of a person who, like, ties his blood down and his hair and everything he yeah. does. Well, because which I is... think that's very, that's very common in, yeah. like, some of these types of stories because it ha- it's a magical thing, yeah. right? Like, it, you're, you're Yeah, made... the blood magic and stuff like yeah. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he slings, but he does sleep with a lot of the fey gods that just come in and they're like, "We're doing it." And he's like, "All right." All right. <laughs> speaking speaking to your point that uh, like initial concern with with Atticus being Gary Stew, uh, his weakness for women is a huge fault. Yeah. Like when Flick shows up to his house for the first time, he's basically like, "Boner." Yeah, yeah. you're having a you're having a smoothie. I know that you're goddess of the hunt. Other than that, oh, you asked about the sword that, like, I was attacked over earlier that day? Uh, yeah, sure. Why don't we just bang, and then we can talk <laughs> about it. And Agreed. It's like every... I read... I So I looked through... So I have the first three. Mm-hmm. And I think... And I'm like... And I was trying to remember what made me stop the series. And I think that was it. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like... He thought too much with his dick, and it bothered, like it irritated me to the point where I was like, "I'm over it." Like yeah. I disagree. I think I think Brendan, because I'm reading the second book I right now. I think Brendan is gonna really love the part because when he thinks with his dick and he starts getting distracted, he starts quoting baseball stats. So I think that's really just gonna hook you in even more. For some You're reason, be like, oh, this horny. Oh, that was a good lineup in 1972 for. For some reason, Atticus loves baseball. I don't know why, but he fell in love with baseball, much much like his his dog loves Genghis Khan and, and just, Star Wars. And Star Wars. We haven't even talked about fucking oh, the dog, Oberon the dog. yet. Oberon, Ben's clear favorite character. <laughs> oh, Oberon was great. Oberon, I love all of the Shakespeare oh, references. Like that <laughs> Oberon is obviously from Midsummer. There's a lot of Hamlet. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of like things that are fun, and if you if you know like Shakespeare, or if you know like you know um, history or legends or things like that, there's a lot of like peppered in there that make it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oberon. Oberon was amazing, and his he's such a oh, like. You owe me, owe me so many French poodles after this. There's only six. There's only, only yeah, five. five. There's only five. Yeah, it was five. It's yeah. it's a real it's a real strength of the author, uh, Hearn. Um, it's really difficult to write intelligence or wisdom because you need to be, uh, you know, approximately that same level. And how do you how do you uh, you know sufficiently simulate somebody being super old? You know, millennia old. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of pop culture references and a lot of trivia. Um, Hearn drops a ton of little nuggets of things that Atticus has learned, you know, in the centuries yeah. he's been alive. Yeah. Um, there's Battlestar Galactica in there. There's Star Wars. Like Apparently, I'm a Cylon. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a Cylon. Um, there's a lot like of that like ended in a relationship. They were talking about it in bed, and the girl's like, "You're like a Cylon." And she's pillow like, talk. Yeah, I'm out. Like. Um, <laughs> The thing that was really cool is 
Atticus is Atticus respects all all other faiths, and it, it, the book also hints that they're all real. Yeah. So, um, like, Andy does not take any preferential. One thing I, I do like is yeah. he's not like, yeah, I'm a druid. That's the that's the true faith. You all should be druids. At no point does it take this like holier than thou preachy way of doing it. And I've only and I haven't seen a lot of other books that do that. I know Jim Butcher is good for that for being mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're real too. Um, but we're, but it's just not my thing. Like, Atticus yeah. did the same type of thing. Kevin Hearn did a very good job as in representing them all kind of like in an equal footing like yeah everything else is real but this is the group we're talking about right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah atticus definitely definitely does not have uh i mean he's cocky but he doesn't have nearly as much of an ego as as the gods do that he deals with every day i will say because of the nature of the irish pantheon being hair trigger super powered emotional children he ends up having to explain every pithy pop culture reference he uses immediately after using it. Yeah. So he'll, he'll say something. Yeah, yeah he'll like, do. What? Yeah, and I'll, and I'll have to be like, well, it means this. And. Well, it's funny because the first time he used yeah. a Shakespeare quote on Flittish, she was like, the fuck are you talking about? And then the yeah. next time he sees her, she's like, "Yo, you're quoting Shakespeare at me again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, like initially, you're kind of—I mean, if if you're a dork and you probably—I mean, this is the Nerds of Legend podcast, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna assume here, viewers. But <laughs> if dork leanings, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're dork adjacent, yeah. A lot of stuff that Atticus will explain, you'll know already, and you're like, "Yeah, I know that's a Shakespeare quote." Yeah, I get it. That's Bowser Galactica. So initially, kind of like a big leap to assume that dorks know Shakespeare and Battlestar Galactica. I mean, well, like, I mean, I mean, we have a strong line of Joel. I don't forget about Battlestar but Joel, Galactica. we are nerds of legend. We are Therefore, nerds of legend. You at least know what a Cylon is. Yeah, I do that. I do. There, there. All right. Yeah. See, we cover all the bases. It's kind of like a trivia team of uh, basement aligned, you know, virgin activities. <laughs> so, um, the basement dwelling geeks. I this is my basement. I think we're all sitting in a. We're basement. all in the basement oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in the basement right now. But um, yeah. So initially, I'm kind of like, oh man, he's like, he's explaining a lot to a lot of people. But um, that that's what that's what catches up to Atticus is he's like, oh, these gods are pretty dumb, and then they start picking up on things, and he very quickly has to realize he's not the only one that's made adjustments. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool, um, you know. Uh, an observation as the book goes on. I, I had my, I had my yeah, initial, you, so I was like, you, you kept like being like, God, this fucking sucks. Like, this is annoying. <laughs> like, why are the gods being so stupid? I was like, Brennan, just wait. Just, just, it, just it was pump the brakes, buddy. Pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, because a lot of the guy, it was funny. Like they're the gods that spent a little bit more time interacting. Yeah. Picked up more things. And then at the very end of the book, again, spoiler, but we told you there's going to be what kills Angus Og is the fact he was a legendary swordsman in one particular style, yeah. a Celtic style of swordplay. And he just kind of sat back and was like, I'm the greatest swordsman ever, completely forgetting that there's other pantheons out there. And that's and Atticus like, was able to. Yeah, Atticus use. had been trained in like basically every sword style ever. <laughs> and, and routinely practiced yeah. while Angus Og was sitting back there being like, in Tirna Nog, being like, Look, I'm great. Aren't I great? I sure am great. Yeah. And. So it's like it shows more like how much they got out to get to know things would be how much they were able to adapt. The ones that like to sit and hide back in Tirna Nog and talk yeah. about how great they were, they were still stuck in the Iron Age. Well, it's like or the Bronze Age for the for them, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh yeah, it's like Flittish. It's like the first time she'd ever like left Europe or Ireland or whatever. So she didn't mm-hmm. even know about like the rant like she's like, Why would I want to hunt a sheep? She's, oh yeah, she was super put out by that. Like, and then like, Atticus assuming like, they're all like, well, this is a bighorn sheep. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is a whole different animal, honey. And she's like, oh. To, to her, sheep were all small and domesticated, and, and right. It, it's a recurring theme in a lot of these style stories that everything's bigger in America. Yeah. Um, well, that's not because it was pro- was written most by an American, and hubris is our thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's it's uh, it's lonely up at the top. You know that 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 sort of that that sort of speaking of U.S. Uh, that sort of mentality, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's Atticus, just, so, and as long as we don't ask anybody else in the world about it, we're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? just like the Tiernan, just like the Tuatha Dé Danann. As long as we don't ask anybody, we're right. 
that's a soccer jersey, right? Yeah. No, he works at KFC. Yes. We talked about that. I, I, I work at KFC. No, um, yeah. this is the this is the 1994 home jersey for the U.S. team. Yeah, well, the World Cup, we won. We won today's game. I wasn't going to spoiler alert if people are coming home from work or whatever. I know it's pretty, but yes, yes, we uh, we did win. I am wearing and this. Everyone, I, I got, can... everyone got phone alerts. That's not a spoiler. I yeah. can say yeah. if we that with the size of our podcast right now, uh, we probably ruined nobody's day with that announcement. <laughs> so just saying right now, I doubt there's thousands of people being like, fuck you, Brandon Merton. I mean, for, I mean, I mean, they're saying that for different reasons, Joel. Um, yeah, I'll. <sighs> Whenever we're not on the air, I'm the only one that brings up sports, at least amongst us. So I know I'm, I'm not spoiling anything for you I like how you say it, guys. like, on the air, that's all we do is talk about sports. Like, no, you are the only one that brings up sports fucking... I know, I try. I try ever. so hard, and you guys we're are talking like, about Tolkien, and you're like, that's great. Have you ever heard about the Oakland Raiders? At least... Oh, Al Davis, <laughs> just win. I did it. I did it today. I, you're welcome. Thank welcome you. High five through the phone. Through the phone. Uh, Missy, uh... What did you think of this book? It had a male protagonist. I hate it. <laughs> I, I thought it was cute. There wasn't enough sheathing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody licked anything. It was more like, eh, well, you're like covered in blood. We're out of battlefield. Better bang. Like, Who bang? The Morgan got She's to. a death She guy. wanted to. I know. Um, I like all that killing. I'll suck your dick later. That's what we'll it was. We'll see. The the old Irish widow was like the only non hot woman I can th- remember in the book. I really expected so. her to be like, well, since I'm younger than you. No, remember he was like viscerally opposed to that like blonde Barbie witch. So Emily. Yeah, Emily. Um, he, he describes Emily very acutely though, so he yeah. was looking. He was yeah. looking. Yeah. Anyways, fair. Yeah, I I liked it. I thought the story was so. Full disclosure. Probably she ten, hated a it. decade she ago, told me it was maybe more. I read them, um, yeah. the, at least three of them, um, and so I liked it. It it was in the beginning kind of the same as you guys. Mm. A little bit annoyed that everything felt very like contrived, like very like. Yeah, first chapter, oh, he kicks the shit out of a bunch of like elves well, or whatever. To be fair, you think you've been doing this for 2,100 years. Like, but you compare, probably are pretty good at it. But compare yourself to literally, like, the fae gods, right? But, but these like, weren't fae gods. These are just regular fae, which are born and they die and all that other stuff. Like, he's older than just, if you in the book, he's older than just about everybody but the mm-hmm. fae gods. Yeah. He even ran across other gods that he's like, yeah, shut up, kid. Like, I'm older than you. Yeah. And. Yeah, but he's still human. Yeah. Right? Like, and he so was there, still annoyingly, like. There's, like, that, like, there's that thing that you expect them to be something like, right and so like mm-hmm. part of it just feels a little bit too like coincidental that he can do it but again he is 2100 years old he's been practicing this there's a lot of things right yeah. like, that, like that medallion that, that shields him took him yeah. 750 years like yeah, yeah. and oh, well that's the other thing is like he's not some like cocky gary stew like when an actual god shows up he's like yes sir no sir yeah uh, it's like except for except for briss he killed the shit out of that guy well yeah because briss was trying to be a little cheeky bitch and tried he, to he, he punked him pulled up tried to pull an assassination move on him he I spanked love, that dude <laughs> yeah. i love the over-the-top armor that he was wearing and then when is when brian you like, find out that she like she was like yeah he asked me some, for some armor that was immune to fragorass so i just gave him some gaudy shit that looked stupid <laughs> i think maybe like maybe i love brian brian yeah. is brian is cool yeah maybe i've spent so much time like with like in the YA or yeah. like NA adjacent world where everyone's just kind of bumbling that I didn't know what to do with someone who like was like was competent. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he makes up for it in like he's he kinda has a little bit of that Harry Dresden type feel, you know, where yeah. he's got a lot of juice. Yeah. Uh but everybody around him's trying to fuck him up, so he's kinda like an ass. Super <laughs> paranoid, yes. Yeah. Cynical ass. You know, yeah. but I but he's still, like, even though even his like, even the werewolf's like you know you're a little bit paranoid there he's like just just wait am I, I <laughs> he's like he's paranoid but then something pretty walks by he's like oh, oh, oh. 
He's like, that needs penis. Away! <laughs> oh, look at that hot piece of ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is, he is very... That's, that's the book, let's be fair. Couldn't you have done a little bit of, like, meditation and gotten that libido in check, or...? <laughs> yeah. Every every bodily fluid he's worried about except semen, he will spray that to the wind. Well, he's probably got the semen he bound to himself, too, so... Huh? <laughs> he, said he, he said he's probably got the semen bound to himself, too, ah, so that even when, that. He, even when he comes, he's, like, firing blanks. <laughs> it only, yeah. It's like the binding he has to frag around where it can only go five feet from him. Wait, so he's no. just got this mobile pool of jizz following him. Nope. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nope. Nope. I have something even better. I learned about it on Love is Blind. Oh, good. Oh, good. Pauline is watching that show. Colleen has watched every episode. She watched the English and the Japanese one. She's just going all out. Awesome. And we have dipped to a new low. We're sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for the five people no! that are Sorry. We have moved into reality TV. We are all equally paid. You so, all right. So what is it, Missy? What, what, what does Love is Blind have to say about this semen subject? Um, that, <laughs> that you can transcend a physical orgasm. Me, I don't think that's what's going on here. <laughs> that one guy, that he, yeah. So there's this guy. He goes on, you know, this wall date with this other girl on the other side of the wall, and he and and he tells her basically he's learned to he want he wants to learn how to how to o face without like you know doing anything. He and wants to be able to just stand there and jizz. Except tantric, not tantric yeah. bullshit. Yes, I want to come without coming. He wants to bone like Sting. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, now I have a headache thinking about it. So. <laughs> I think I have a migraine. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love his blood. This is one of the sacrifices you make no. in marriage. You love your wife, and you're like, she's a wonderful human being. And then you look at the TV, and you're like, these are the trials they talked about. See, no, the, no. see what I do, Joel. No, no, I will ask because it's like a train wreck. You're like, oh, my God, what train hit that car? That's what you see when you watch these people. Who is that crazy person over there doing crazy things? I'll be playing. Deep, I'll be playing Deep Rock Galactic with Ben. You're like, oh, I found some gold, and then the TV right next to me. We're like, after he was decapitated, his wife took every body part and put them in a tarp underneath the barn. I'm like, what on earth is Colleen watching? <laughs> yeah, then, same, same, literally. Like, I, I my wife's I, upstairs I, doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will watch. I, I have, I have forged things that I know will one day be the ending of me. I'm pretty sure I have. Forge the weapon of my own demise at some point in time. It's going to be a stabbing because I, I do all the Where's cooking. The stabbing? So. I do all the cooking. She's probably going to shank me. Maybe puts maybe put arsenic in tea, something like that. But, but kitchen's kitchen's my domain. So maybe all, maybe the tool shed. Maybe we should get the weed whacker coming with was, that. All in all, I feel like back to the to the actual book now. <laughs> not talking Sorry. about how our wives are going to kill us. That'll be a different podcast. We'll be called <laughs> Former Nerds. It's true crime featuring Brendan's corpse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like All one day Nerds of Legend logs on and it's just it's Mary, just Missy. Mary, Colleen, and Missy being like, I don't know how he fell on that 1931 time. But... Colleen and Missy just replace us forever and we are just we never show up on the show again. Never again. They're just, they're just like... Everybody's like, wow, it's so much better now. I don't know. <laughs> We're not getting rid of those three morons. They don't really talk awesome. about sports anymore. Thank yeah. God. It's nerds yeah. a legend. Yeah. They're like, thank God. It's just true crime girl stuff. Anyways, I like what I liked about this. This was a shot in the dark pick for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally was like, I didn't want to pick something I've already read. I want, I like the, I like this because we experience something new. You guys will give me something. I'll read it. I'll hate it or love it, you know, mm -hmm. or sometimes passionately hate it and get angry. Um, but the, this is a pick and I was really worried the majority of this book I know. for two reasons. One, I typed in urban fantasy. I like urban fantasy because I like the idea of like shit happening now, as opposed mm -hmm. to like 10 million years ago in a fantasy world where everybody had magic. I like the idea of being able to go to like a wizard shop that I don't know about. They sell pizza and like other shit. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of it. You know, that's why Harry Potter was cool, but Harry Potter is for 12 year olds. Um, and so I picked it, but 90% of the selections were like, she finds herself alone in a world where surrounded by lust and, and you're like, Oh God, everything's fucking an urban. The, 
the book covers all look like this. Yeah, I was really hoping. Mm. I was trying sure, to find something that wasn't just like somebody walks in and is seduced by some creature of the underworld with a fourteen-inch pecker and just bangs her all day long. I didn't want that, so I was like really nervous. You know, the druid. I was like, please, don't be just a smut. Well, fest. Didn't you, guys didn't like, you say I you got worried? Didn't you say you got so, worried when you found out that Missy had already read yes, this book? That, that was the part. <laughs> Missy's like, I read it. And I was like, fuck. Missy read it. It's going to be just all banging. I'm going to read 372 pages of licking and sheathing and just Faye being like, I'm not meant for you. But I want to be with you. Hold on a minute. And then they go for it. And then this back to it. And she's like, I'm 19. We've got so much in common. He's like, I remember the Big Bang. Let's go that, at it. Just for that. The next <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, but good. not the beginning ones. It's going to be in the middle. When oh, it's good. Just a gangbang. Just a gangbang? Awesome. That's Wait, great. We're just, no. We're just going to get right up <laughs> to just watching Penthouse. We're just going to watch Spice <laughs> And that's it. Now oh, back oh, on Nerds of Legend. We're watching. You can get it still on a fucking key. Don't pretend like Xfinity doesn't have the Spice Channel. It's there right now. You can watch Gangbangs 39. Hot Moms Get Back Door 22. Joel, Joel, Joel. I have a lot of... The future's now, man. Don't pay for it. I know. What? <laughs> Just say it. You're right. I made it myself. I apologize. <laughs> Who pays for, pay for this anymore? It's not worth it. Don't download and save porn. It's not worth it. Stream it for free like a normal. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? You don't need to know about that. I'm glad you're sleeping. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but then I read it. Then she's like, I didn't really care for it. And I was like, Ray of Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was but it, was, it wasn't bad. I, I did expect at some point it to like devolve into some like. like I could tell. Audrey. I could tell Brendan was like getting. So it seems like you've kind of flipped your opinion from the last time we talked, Brennan, because yesterday at like we, 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 you were like listening to it and you were you were about like three, four hours in and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll say this. I had to separate the fact that there's a difference between presentation, plot, story structure, character development. There's a difference between quality and preference. And I just made the realization more sheathing. there wasn't enough sheathing no, no. um <laughs> brendan doesn't I, even know what that joke is from <laughs> it's from akatar don't worry we We're, can we can read that one too. yeah you can go back you guys can room. fill me in at a, at a later date watch the episode of the court <laughs> there it is yeah um it kind of reminded me of Casablanca or like some pulp novel, you know, like, oh, she walked in, her, her nails were green and her face was hot and, oh, man, I want to bang her. And we, we did that, that three, that three, three that's what Sam Spade does? We did it 300 years ago, you know, with, you know, <laughs> on the magic plains of Spain. You know, it was, it was just like, there was a lot of, uh, it was, it was, it was first person, it was told, um, it was, it, it was, it reminded me of a film noir voiceover, like the international version of Blade Runner, that right? great. Get an eternal... Yeah, yeah. He had, he had an eternal dialogue going. Um, I just the presence the presentation style to me was a little grating because it just it's very pithy. It's very mouthy. The way the, everybody talks like a Joss Whedon screenplay. It's very everyone's got a a, a cute little yeah. response and a little joke. And it's a it's an eminently funny book. It's a very very funny book. But everyone's got their little you know comebacks and zingers. And I was just kind of like, all right, I'm used to reading like Camus and 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 reading um, like and, Hemingway, and, you know, like the iceberg theory, where like, nothing, yeah, there's no relationship. You, and, uh, you, you, you sprinkles also do, like race, <laughs> race. What was that? Space captains. <laughs> all right, I read that when I was 12. It, it, and I did like racist. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you're the one that like gave us pulp sci-fi. Like, <laughs> no, but I get it. Like, it's very like in mm. that. Like, yeah. for, like, for me, it's the relationship that drives right. me, right? I didn't have any connections. He didn't have any. Yeah. Like, and so it was very, like, and I, like I thought I, in next. I thought that was yeah. what was interesting about this, this book was, like, yeah, he started it with, like, the only connections he had to people were business connections. And Oberon. You know, Oberon. Like, so, like, yeah. so, like, I think until, like, basically until, like, he, he... Int Obron was introduced like 
Atticus was a fairly, fairly like not likable character until you realize that there was actually one person that he cared about, at least. But then, as you a, as Oberon, a, she's clearly your absolute favorite. That is the only right answer yeah. to the fav- to the best character in this book. Oh yeah, as, I mean, Oberon. Uh... Uh, let's see, werewolf and vampire attorneys of law yeah. are up there. You yeah. know, they're up there. Uh, Crazy old Irish lady, top tier. Crazy old Irish lady, I liked her quite a bit. Yeah, Bar- uh, Irish bartender with two with two people in her head. She was pretty solid. <laughs> uh, uh, she was kind of like not, really, not like Oberon though. Oberon, like uh, yeah. So I think Oberon's up here. I think basically like the moment where like Atticus became like like a likable character when he's like was when you realize oh he has a person he he has a person he cares about in this case it's a dog still a person because he's capable of speech well, yeah. the, dog, <clears throat> the dog for a dog is like super old mm-hmm. like he's a wolfhound they live like six or seven years and this was like 15 so yeah so you have this instance where and that's the moment where i think that was the evolution of this of Atticus in this book was he goes from being this person that's like thinks he's like not connected to anybody and exists out of it and then like yet a few chapters later like yes he has to pay his like werewolf lawyers but like at the same time they still like go into battle with him you know like he has these you know has he has these fleeting relationships with um these gods and stuff but um and and you know like but throughout all of it oberon his irish wolfhound that can speak and is obsessed with pop culture pop whatever pop most recent pop culture reference atticus yeah. introduced him to or historical reference when he wanted also, to be also french poodles Khan. also french he poodles watches, like documentaries right and he becomes this person <clears throat> And it, he fixates on it, which is adorable. Yeah, like, you could see, I could see yeah. Bingley doing that. Yeah. He could talk like oh. Bingley, an annoying pecker about Would that. Would Genghis Khan have done this? Uh, maybe. Right? <laughs> I don't I think he had sausages, but yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. Um, going off, of, going off of you two guys, I, I, I really think that the strength of this book for me was the, uh, the breadth of these really interesting, memorable characters. I, going back, going back to the Casablanca. At how it made me feel like a gumshoe detective novel. Um, it, it, you know, you, you think of um, you think of Rick, you think of uh, you know, you, you think of the characters that that he runs into in that film. There's just these eminently unique, hilarious, uh, interesting characters that Atticus has to deal with, or you know, or, or, or learns learns to grow with, or, or goes throughout his day with. I, I think that's the strength of the book. I, it it never once felt like a drag, you know. Yeah. I Missy does like the the relationships, and and I I like the stories. I like the why is this happening? The what what's the next step? And it did follow a next step, but it also it was not a cerebral book. No, no, no like it was not. It was very. Yeah. When yeah. you want to plug something in, this is a great book to just plug something in, and uh, you know, yeah. listen to it, have it just. You don't think of shit. You just yeah. listen to you like, oh, what's Atticus up to? You know, you throw it on on a road trip. You're gonna be entertained yep. the whole time. You know, oh, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth's got to eat in the morning. Like shockingly, she does not talk very well. She is not a good conversationalist. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. morning. So like when you're feeding her, you can throw it in and what's going on and. Well, I think I, I I think I described it to you, Brennan. Uh, it's it's like it's pulp urban fantasy. You know, it's yeah. not like a. Yeah. It's not like some. Uh, you know, it's it's not some like, it's just a very it's an entertain it's an entertainment piece. It's not mm-hmm. it's not like War and Peace. It's not like some like There's groundbreaking no piece of yeah literature or something. But it's like good. It's entertaining. The the what character's I, I like. fun. You root. You want to root for him, and you know. And you have, uh, you have fun watching him like do shit. Like right. it's all about like what what how is he gonna get out of this next pickle? And that's you that's know. what it was is a great way to say it is how does he get out of the cause each minor it's like It's also like wholesome in, in like a weird way, even though it's not. Yeah. Like, it's, 
Like, it's very kind Yeah, he's of performing crazy. casual murder, but, like, it's still, like, wholesome in some weird way. Well, Atticus, like, he kills a lot of people in this. Yeah. He wastes a ton of jabronis. Just yeah. But they're all, like, and, and that's what bothers me, is they're all, like, these very fucking strong people. And he's, like, cutting them all down, cutting them all but down. But so is he, though. That's and the, then yeah. he's, like, he's, like, wait, let me just touch this grass. Okay, fine, I'm all <laughs> You know, like... Let me like take me out to touch the grass. My lungs are collapsed. Yeah, and at the but the, at the end of the day, like the closest he came to dying, uh, he was when he got shot by a by mortal. Yeah, like but someone who which I would, <laughs> which then he's like, I, I do think it's funny though. That's As Ben, I was like. I was listening at work. I'm like, why don't they just send a bunch of dudes at Uzis to waste this guy? And yeah. Ben's like, just, just wait, <laughs> just wait. I get a kick out of it though. Like he, there, that was a poignant moment where he's sitting there and he's like bleeding and like feeling. And then he shot me. And then he's like, <laughs> the outside. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like, <laughs> there's like a fucking sliver of grass too, and he's yeah. Like, <laughs> just enough grass to. Just Three see, blades of grass oh, no, to touch I'm, my tattoos, I've and I'm perfect. I've overhealed myself. <laughs> Take me to the werewolf doctor. <sighs> I've overhealed myself. That's potent grass in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> did. I guess they did have a little bit of Deus Ex Machina with uh, with Leaf, who could just go around rewriting people's memories oh, whenever awesome. they fucked up. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I there, think that's more why he's why Leaf's on retainer is for the me memory modification. What's funny? <laughs> saving, saving his ass on multiple occasions, like the the fear bulb and everything. Like the incident where he he kills Briss in front of Briss or Brandon. I don't remember the name Briss. of that exactly. Briss. She, he kills him in front of the widow, and he's just like, "She's British." She's like, "Fucking good enough for me." All right. And, but the the number one biggest protagonist, the biggest problem, and repeat pain in his ass. Is the fucking nosy neighbor? That's the one that, that gives one him. Keeps going. That's the one. The, the only the, unresolved conflict. The Lebanese like, dude who calls the cops on him like every day. Every day he gets the cops called, and that's the one. A love god was like, "It's been two thousand years, and I'm gonna kill you." He's like, "Right, give me a minute. Shh, you're beheaded. Done." And then this old guy's like, "Ah, oh, you're doing stuff. Oh, how am I gonna deal with this problem?" Like, it's, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy doesn't the like him. Oh, is this cranky old Lebanese dude that lives next door just doesn't like? I just him. love how he buried the head. In the guy's yeah, 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 yeah. The guy hates him because he doesn't own a car. Yeah. Well, he's like he's no just reason. like he's basically yeah. just like racist and doesn't like outsiders. So he's like, this guy's weird. He does he he rides a bicycle to work. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my sister called me, and then she called Joel. So apparently, it's going to be mm. gotcha. a uh, emergency of epic proportion. Mm. Number uh, one, take us to red alert. Yeah, what are we doing for Christmas? <laughs> I know. Um, what are we doing for Christmas? <laughs> well, it like, and I I should say I'm being harsher on the book than I really feel. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, like I, I, I think it was good. I think it was fun. I, I think yeah. it was a little think book that exactly what Joel said. I was like, for what it was, I was like, I, you know, it's not some like groundbreaking piece of fantasy, but like I, I. I mean, it's fairly popular. There's yeah. like seven books, right? Like yeah. there, it keeps going. Like. Did you say, Brendan? Didn't you say he released the first four in like less than a month? Yeah, if you if you look up the release dates, he dropped. It's at least the first three of these books within the span of a, like a month. He just dropped another one, so he he so, probably just had a massive amount of front loaded work completed and then just did, rationed it out. What I think is he probably had like the first three books were probably meant to be one book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like it got split up by his publisher. Well, <laughs> I can see that. And this was like, uh, I I think because I read it around the time it came out, right? Oh. Roughly within the few years. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, those those thin, you know, urban fantasy, you know, those imprint books were like really popular, flying like, off the shelves, yeah. You know, and so it was just a good. It was that moment in time, and it was yeah. it was fun, right? It was a fun time in publishing, like yeah. for like these types of stories, and so it's. Mm -hmm. 
it was good. Like it was good and fun and cute. Like yeah. and low things. Yeah. It was uh I like I said, I, I liked how we we talked about it, Brennan, about how like Yeah, it didn't make sense how like the gods I was like I feel like part of it was hubris and part of it was about Atticus learning to like sort of depend on other people. And I think that's like there's going to be issues with adaptation of of you know taking limited character development of uh, a pantheon of deities and then giving them modern lives. You know, there's yeah. a bit of a jump there. Yeah. Like, are they going to be tempered with the wisdom of centuries, or are they going to be super powered man children? And that, you know, that was... it's like it's like which one is it going to be? And sometimes the goalposts had to move. To fit well, this, the narrative, you know? Well, I think like, what, um, was, what was interesting was, like, with the Tuatha Dé Danann, um, it's established early on that, like, yes, it's not, like, the same as, like, the Roman pantheon. Because these, these are people, mm -hmm. like, because the Roman pantheon exists as, like, con like the concept. But you know, it, like, Zeus is the concept of thunder. Like, right. he, is, he is the embodiment of thunder itself. But, it's but like, like Thor yeah. just like has power over thunder. Right. Or like, you know, like uh like Angus Og is like the god of love, but he isn't like love incarnate. He's like he wields the power of love. So he's like this Not really. You know, I mean, not really. Know. But essentially he's I don't the, know what kind of love Angus lust. really It's yeah. like the pervert it seemed like I'm like stupid. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like in the Percy Jackson looks, Cupid was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, like, Oak kind of reminded me of the Purple Man. He's just kind of like, do what I want, do what I want. Yeah. You know. It was more like obsession and desire that he was. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, is in a lot of like books, you've seen depictions of the gods. Like Rick Riordan's really good with Percy Jackson and, um, you know Carter Hall and Brother Roman and Egyptian gods, and. You know, we've seen what other ones are there that for modern day there there's with God? Yeah. I mean, we see we see those all over and how they're how they're like out of touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that are like in the world aren't. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the best new Dresden books um involves the god of the Fomorian. Mm. And she had no idea what the hell was going on. Like at all, like the last two thousand years, she's like, "What? That is, that? This is still the, you know, three hundred twenty-two BC." And it, it was interesting to see how how his characters were so disconnected, and yet at the same time present, you know, and mm -hmm. how they were still trying to have their influence in the world. Well, it's like, like interesting is because it was like. Tempe air, the, like the reason it's set in Arizona, which we didn't get into, was, was because like because like there's no like you know a lot of these a lot of the gods are centered around like wildlife or like cult Ash, places of culture, you, certain woods, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. so like the Celtic gods, yeah, they're centered around like they can show up in like gross. There ain't any Ash or you or what all the what have you is for the fae to like walk in on so they've got to cross a desert even once they find a ash uh, whatever grove of trees they need yeah or, like and everybody knows arizona's flush with trees yeah so it's like <laughs> so it's like what you find out is like this part place in arizona is like basically a bastion of like supernatural creatures and practitioners because like nobody the gods can get aren't there. He the only god that is here is Ky coyote Coyote, and, and he doesn't give a and he doesn't give a fuck. He just likes watching the world burn. <laughs> like, he just I like, do like like um, Coyote is an interesting character. I don't. You'll see him more in the second. Yeah, book. I figure he shows up at some point. Yeah, he that's does. what I like. That's what I feel like. Funny, he's so much older than everyone else. Yeah, like, so much older because and, Native uh, American folklore is like ten thousand years old. Yeah, he's so much older, and then it's like. But he's he's kind of portrayed as like a gaucho, you know, like mm -hmm. like a old like an old radio broadcast western, you know. Yeah. But it, it was it was a good book. Um, I think we're coming up on time. Who's 
Who's back? Yours? Yeah, it's Melissa's turn. All right, we've upset Melissa, so I'll go get some smutty romance book and. No, I I didn't. You guys said you wanted to finish. It's your pick. No, no, no. The world I is said, your oyster. I said, so whatever you want us to read, we're reading. I said as your pick. You can either decide if you want to introduce another series that is going to add on to my extended reading list, or if we want to continue another series that we've already started. It could be an issue of guideposts. It could be an oven manual. It no, could be no, Where's Waldo. <laughs> He wants the sheathing of Feyre, the fourth book of Akatar. That's what he wants. Nope. That's that's dumb. It's that's not, dumb. It's not Feyre. Cassian. Somebody's and, getting fucked. That's all we it's know. It's Cassian and Nesta's book. Duh. Oh, gross. Um, the, the, like the one character nobody gives a shit about in that book. Um. Sex. We better get on her side. I don't know. I was just thinking. I was thinking through it. I will get back. You have to decide now. You have to decide now. Pick now. To be fair, to be fair, we always pick now. So because if you pick a twenty-four hour book, I need to start now. (laughs) So it it depends. Name of the wind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Still don't regret picking that book. I was looking up like I there's there's a few that I'm between, and they're all like ten hours. Oh, Oh, let's get to it. One is one is like one I've never read but wanted to. Oh, the other looks... one I've read. Do the one you haven't read. That way we can all experience it yeah. together. Okay. Regret your decision. Yeah, because last time oh, I picked love... one you'd read before. So like, let's do the let's do one none of us know again. So it's gonna be um, rivers oh, rivers of London. I don't know. I have the book back there. Um, by Ben Aronovich. 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 Yeah, Mitch. Oh, that's a that's a London name if I've ever heard one. By uh, by what, Aaron Aaronovich? Ben. Ben, as in the short for Benjamin. Ben A. A. Ron Ovich. Should have picked this out. Yeah. It is a nine hour and fifty six minute oh, audio book. Perfect. It has, it has almost a four point five star rating on Audible. Okay, not bad. 7,000 ratings. Damn. Um, but it's, it's a similar thing. Urban fantasy, but set in London. But uh, police. Yeah, this was the last one. You, you you had me choose between this one and Poison Study. So. I did, yes. Yeah. And so this one was still always in the back of my mind. I've wanted to read it. It's part of a series. I just haven't really gotten to it. Yep. So. Oh. No, I'm scared. The one you didn't pick was called Succubus Blues. You, when you talked about Lost Girl, you made me think about that series, and I really enjoyed. And but you it... know, I would not have picked that book just based off of the title. <laughs> 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 yeah. But it, I would say it's like it's like that. It's it's adjacent. Yeah. Um, like obviously, like there is sex because it's her livelihood, but it's not. It's not. He's literally sitting on. Fatigue. Um, our dog just sat. Our big dog just sat directly on top of the little dog, <laughs> in his little bed under the um, squish. Under the <laughs> um. So yeah. Okay. Let's okay. do that one. Yep. Uh. So we're ending a little earlier tonight, but I think that's okay. Uh. We've kind of. You can't only spend so much time talking about a short book like this. Um. So. Everyone again, thanks for thanks for watching. Uh, uh, our next book is going to be Rivers of London by Ben Aronovich. We'll figure out what our topic for nerd talk is for next week because we haven't let's, talked about that at all. Let's do Christmas legends, Victorian. Ooh, yeah, let's do Christmas legends. I like that. Yeah, let's do let's do some Christmas. Victorian Missy says Victorian Christmas ghost stories. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. That, that, that falls under the umbrella. That counts. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Do, let's do Christmas okay. ghost stories. Uh, leaving out, of course, Christmas Carol, because if you don't know about a Christmas Carol now, just go. Or we could do a, we could do a Muppet Christmas Carol watch party, though. <laughs> Michael Caine goes so hard in that movie. I don't think that he, movie, I don't think that movie would have been done as well if Michael Caine hadn't just basically like dropped all you know he goes hard. oh my gosh he goes hard in the paint yeah 
he draws the foul. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. So you, uh, we'll figure out more what Victorian Christmas ghost, story. ghost stories means. So we'll figure that out later. Uh, but that's what we're doing next week. I would be five volume book series content. I got you. Are you gonna? Are you going to be the moderator for that episode? Yes, then, you will, Melissa. Next week. Um, I am also down for a uh, Christmas Carol watch party. Considering <laughs> I absolutely love the Christmas Carol, it's one of my favorite. Have you stories. seen the Muppets one? Fuck yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. I think <laughs> the majority of my every year, every year. Good watch it <laughs> yeah every year um yeah, so that's that's our following week again always catch us on wednesdays for our normal uh episodes of candle keep mysteries and we'll be back again tomorrow doing that uh thanks everybody for watching and we'll see you again tomorrow